Even here sometimes it can be chaotic, but very different from the chaos um, that is there. And so in some ways, um, I think it's appropriate, hopefully you'll agree, that today we're going to talk about mystery. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the mystery of God, the mystery um, in the gospel. And over the last few weeks, we've talked about the gospel. Uh, we've talked about the gospel, the good news of God, which is what gospel means, good news. Um, that, that the good news of God is, is about all of creation. Sometimes, especially Christians, you go to church and you just think that for a while, the good news is just about me or about us as the church. As opposed to, no, the good news is about all that God is going to do and is doing to restore the creation. And, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're a part of that, too. We're not necessarily the central part or the only part, but we are an important part, especially for us, aren't we? We, are, we feel like we're important, at least. And we're glad that God includes us in the gospel. Um, the gospel is about the kingdom of God. And, it, and I don't know if you remember when Jesus prayed, he prayed, um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that prayer wasn't just, Jesus thought, I just thought I'd teach him some nice words to say. He's praying, he's teaching us to pray for what God is doing so that we can participate in it. That the will of God will be done on earth one day as it is in heaven. And that, that that good news is about God reconciling, restoring, making things right again. So today as we talk about um, the idea of mystery, uh, I don't know how you feel about mystery. I think some of you maybe think mystery like in a book. You read a mystery book and you love that. That's great. You, know, you don't know where it's going and at the end it all kind of works together and comes, comes around. Um, you know, sometimes we like, we like mysteries, but usually we like them at the end, don't we? The mysteries of life, it's kind of like at the end it's okay, but in the process, you know, it's not a lot of fun. Um, I think mystery is really hard for us, especially when it comes to God. And I think that one of the reasons that many people do not believe that there is a God is because they cannot live with the tension of God being mysterious, of God being beyond our ability to figure out, beyond our ability to make sense of. And if you go back and you study a little bit, and I haven't done a lot of this, but you study a little bit of the history of different religions, especially the, the time uh, that uh, Paul is writing here to the church in Ephesus, there, was a, there were a lot of religions. And mostly religion was about how you related to your God in such a way to subtly get the God to do what you wanted. So if it was the rain god, there are certain things that you could do. If it was the sun god, there were certain things you do. But if you didn't do things right or if you didn't do enough of it, then something bad would happen. So it was very mysterious, but there were things that you could do to basically uh, manipulate the god to do what you wanted. Um, I'm so glad we'd never do that today. I'm so glad that we've never, ever prayed a manipulative prayer. You know? Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I remember growing... It's obviously such a long time ago for me that I prayed a military prayer. But but uh, I remember when I was growing up, and, and uh, I grew up going to church, not liking church, but going to church, which maybe is why I'm a pastor now. So I always tell the young kids, enjoy church. It's safety for you. So, um, But I, I, you, would get, you would get the stomach flu, and I would, I would you know do what you do when you get the stomach flu, which is not a lot of fun. And I remember that I would always... Probably I must have been 10, 9, 11. I would always promise God that I would go to church and I would like it. <laughs> well, what was I doing? I was trying to manipulate God to 
get past this or get over this or stop this so that I could get on. Now, did I go to, after that go to church and enjoy it? No, of course not, you know. But I tried to manipulate God in the way I prayed. I tried to manipulate God maybe at different times in the way I lived to get God to do what I want him to do for me so I could be happy. God becomes my tool. And for many of us, I think if we believe in God, oftentimes we live that way, don't we? And then if God doesn't come through in the way we want, we get very angry. And sometimes when we see the mystery of God, we go, I can't figure this out. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. So I don't believe. There are lots of hard things that are still very much mysterious in our world, aren't there? Evil. How can there be a good God and yet evil happen in the world? I think there are some great thoughts. I think the Bible has a lot to say about it, but I have to tell you, on some level, it is mysterious to us. It is beyond our ability, in my opinion, to figure out in a way that in all cases, in all circumstances, we'll go, yes, it's mysterious. It doesn't always make sense. Some, we have lots of different mysteries in our life, and some of those mysteries are life phase. Some of you may be single right now and wondering, why? What's wrong with me? You know, Don't ask your friends that, by the way, okay? So they might tell you. But, but what's wrong with me that I'm single and I'm not married? And some of you are married and you go, what's wrong with me that I got you know, so-and-so? It's a, it seems to be a mystery to us that things are not the way we want them to be. Sometimes it can be about my job. I'm not, am I really happy in this job? Is this the right job? Is this what I should be doing? You know, shouldn't I be happier? There's, there's all kinds of mysteries. Some of them are, are more, you know, we can laugh about them, sometimes look at them, but some of them, to be honest, they, they hurt. Sometimes there are people in our life that are estranged from us, that are distant. And it just hurts. And we pray and we ask and we get no answer that makes sense to us. It's a mystery. And there are some people who, because of this, I think, tension, have basically lived out a philosophy that basically says, you know what, there is no mean, there is no purpose, there is no right or wrong, there is no good or bad. Those are just values that we place on life and on things. And there, there is no meaning. So if you want to try to make some meaning, fine, but it's meaningless. And they try to live that way. It's actually actually a very hard way to live. Um, but I think it comes out of this 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 tension of living with mystery. Why? Why is there, if there is a good God, why is this brokenness here? Why doesn't God fix it if he is almighty and all-powerful? It's a mystery, or at least to some degree. You know, mystery is everywhere we go. The one I, I, some people are very anti-science in the Christian church. I'm very pro-science. I think science is incredible, exciting, amazing. There's a lot I don't know about it, but I I do know this from talking to people who have more science than I do is that the more you know about science, the more you discover, the more you discover that you don't know a lot more than you thought. You know, so so you gain understanding, you gain insight, you, you put some things together, but you also, this whole other world opens up that it's much more complicated and there's so much more going on than you thought. There's more mystery to life than you thought or than you imagined. And the Bible talks a significant amount about mystery. And in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, it talks about the mystery of the gospel. I just want to read that to you again, that passage. It says this, God has now revealed to us His mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill His own good pleasure. 
And this is the plan. At the right time, He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, and He, cho he chose us in advance, to make, uh, and He makes everything work according to His plan. The Bible says there's a mystery in the gospel. And in fact, and if you want to have some fun, read on in Ephesians chapter 3. It talks about, it explains more of that mystery. So if you want to get ahead, you know, of everybody else, go to Ephesians chapter 3 and read that. But, but here are some of the things about mystery in the Bible um, that may be helpful to you. A mystery is something that is hidden that either will be revealed or that is revealed. So that, but it was mysterious before. In fact, people may not even have been aware that it was there, but that God reveals it. So there's a mystery in this gospel, in this good news that God is giving, that is being revealed. Mystery is something that is beyond human wisdom or ability to understand. In other words, when God talks about a mystery, He doesn't say, you know what, if you just thought a little bit harder, if you just prayed a little bit more, if you just read the Bible, you know, a little bit longer, you, you could have known it. Mystery isn't that kind of thing. Mystery is something that is hidden from our ability, and it has to be revealed by God to us. For some people, at that point, they go, forget it. You know, if I can't figure it out on mine, if I can't do it myself, then I'm not interested. We'll talk a little bit about that challenge. But God says a mystery is something you can't figure out. You weren't designed to. It's something that God knows, but we don't. And in His time and in His way, he will reveal it to those that He chooses. Often in the, uh, in the Bible, a, a mystery is something that God reveals specifically through His Holy Spirit. Um, the Scriptures talk about, and again, it's hard, it's a mystery. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. How does it work? It's a mystery. I don't know. But the Spirit is the one who reveals God's mystery often. In the book of John and other places, you see this. And that God is the one who reveals it as He chooses. And usually He reveals it to those He loves. In other words, those who enjoy God and obey Him are the first ones. Not the only ones, but the first ones who start to see and have the mystery revealed. How comfortable are you with that? How comfortable are you with, with the fact that God knows things that you don't? And that God will reveal it when he's ready. And you don't get to vote, and nor do I. How comfortable are you with the fact that when God reveals it, he will reveal it to those that he chooses as the ones to reveal it to? That it's actually his mystery and not ours. It's not something we can force from his hand. I think in the West, this sounds very undemocratic. Shouldn't we all be able to vote and decide, God, it's time. You know, we're, we're interested in knowing now. All the truth and all the things, you know. I mean, isn't that the way we think? And yet, God doesn't work that way. He doesn't respond to our vote or to our desire to control. I think for a lot of us, and I think this is true of those who claim the name of Christ and those who don't, that a lot in us wants to control God. We want God to do what we want, when we want. And mystery is one of those things in which God really clearly says to us, no, you're not in control. You can't know. 
that instead of being the one who is in charge of all things, God says, I am the creator of all good things in you, and in my time, and in my way, and according to the goodness that I know, which will be good for all people, I will reveal the mystery. I will reveal the good news. It's hard. And yet, I want to say this to us, I think maybe we may not realize it, is everywhere you go, you are surrounded by mystery. You know? Um, things that we don't know, that don't make sense, that we don't understand. I, I don't know how this building stays up, okay? My son is starting to figure that out by taking engineering, but I don't know. I'm just glad it does. Okay? I don't know when I walk out, when, when I walk out and I, I breathe the air. I don't know how all that works that, uh, that, uh, that I'm okay. It, it just does. There's, I, th- there's mystery all around us all the time that doesn't bother us. We don't think about it. We live around mystery. And sometimes God comes to us and He speaks the truth to us and He says, you know, you don't know. And He says, you're not in control. And He tells us that life is not all about you or about your tribe, the people around you. And sometimes we have a really hard time handling that truth. But whether we can handle it or not, it doesn't change what God does. God doesn't capitulate just because we throw a fit and say, I'm not happy with this. He says, oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me take care of it for you. He says, you know, I love you, and I love this world, and I love this creation, and I'm doing something great and wonderful that will make sense over time and over generation. But there's some of it you're going to have to trust me with. You're not going to know the whole story. What's the mystery? That's, that's, that's mystery, and that's kind of how mystery and the frustration we feel with mystery. But what is this mystery? Because it's talking about this mystery has been revealed. And here's the mystery. The mystery that's been revealed is that God's saving purposes, planned from eternity, have their final goal and united all things in heaven and on earth in Christ. Let me say it again, because it's a lot. God's saving purposes, planned from eternity, has its final goal and united all things in heaven and in earth in Christ. His God's goal is to make all things right, to unite them and bring them together in this one person who is Jesus Christ. What that means, I think, is this, is that in Jesus, everything will find its center. Everything will find its bond, its connection point. Everything will find it's home and it's rest. That's the mystery. The, the mystery is that the rest, the home, the, the, the sense of, of, of wholeness that you and I long for will not come from finding the right person to live our life with or finding the right job to work at or find the right house to live in. Or our kids finally doing what we say. You know, or having grandkids, or all the different if I only hads that we say again and again. But the wholeness, the hope, the rightness, God says, is going to happen through Christ. That's the mystery. That and it's not just you and me, it's all of creation, it's all of the world, it's all and it's and it's not just that, it's the unseen world as well that is going to come and find its wholeness in Christ. I tried to think of an illustration to, to give this, and this will probably be an epic failure, but I will try it anyway, um, to give you a, connect, a, a sense of this. And, I, and it's always dangerous when pastors talk about stuff that they don't know, so I'm going to be dangerous. 
and you can come after me up after and say, you know, you really don't know anything about atomic theory, and I'll say, you're right, I don't. Um, but I, the little I do know is that scientists think there are these things called atoms. Uh, and electrons and all these other things, and, and that makes up the stuff of this life. You are made of them, I'm made of them, the chair that you sit on is made of them, and, and they, they are, uh, um, some, of, some of them are different, some of them are the same, uh, they're different elements, but all these things somehow together work together to hold things in this world together. I was seeing a documentary uh, recently, and they talked about that the carbon in your uh, pencil, if you have a pencil, um, is, this, is the same carbon as the carbon in the diamond, if you happen to, I don't have a diamond ring, sorry, but some of you do, in that diamond ring, you know, but what a difference. You can take a, a little piece of carbon from your pencil and break it like that. No, no problem. You can't take a diamond. It's, it's the way that they're bonded together, that they're put together. And the only way I could think about this is be, in the same way that our world is ordered with these atoms and that things hold together that we hold together. And, and when things are in the right order, things are right in the same way. Jesus, the mystery is Jesus has come to put all of the stuff of heaven and earth, seen and unseen, together with each other in such a way that it finally fits. It's finally right. We're finally right. And we're rightly related to other people. That things are the way that they're supposed to do. That God has God created the world is broken and fallen, but Jesus came and he's recreating. And one day, heaven and earth, seen and unseen, material and material, will be right again. So when we cry and say, God, why the evil? Why the brokenness? Why don't you do something? God says, it's a mystery to you, but I'm telling you now, I am doing something. But that something that will change and fix everything ultimately is through Jesus Christ. And I think sometimes we say, that's it? That's the mystery? Jesus? I mean, Jesus is good. Jesus is nice, and it's good to have religion. It's good to have church, you know. It's good to sing some songs and have baby dedicated and all kinds of things. But that's the mystery? Yes. That's the mystery. That Jesus is that one person, by his death, by his life, by his resurrection, that God says, I will make all things right. The good news is that God is restoring all things. The good news is that he is doing that through Jesus Christ, who acted in space and time, and that one day he will complete it. There's this great phrase in Romans um, 8.28 that talks about... Um, the, the reality that God says he'll work all things together for good. It doesn't mean, by the way, that God says all things are good. Because that's a lie. And that's not what the Bible says. But God says for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that he will take even the broken things, even the evil things, even the pain and the suffering in such a way that in Christ, that bad thing will become a part of the good thing of life. That's amazing. That's outlandish. And there's, there's a reason that a lot of people don't believe it. Is they, it just seems to be too good to be true. But God says it's a mystery. You couldn't have figured it out. You can't make sense of it. But I am revealing it to you that this is going to happen through Jesus Christ. And God invites us through Jesus Christ to discover our connection. 
to Him and through Him to God and to the wholeness and the rightness of this world. That we learn and grow with it. That we, we start to live into this mystery and start to not being able to figure out or make sense of it or manipulate God, but to be a part of God making us, making things right. That make, that's a mystery, isn't it? Would, would you have thought that up? Would you have looked at the world and said, you know what, what the world really needs now is Jesus. And, and, and it will be right. You know, none of us, we might think that now, but most of us, if we think back a few years, would never come up with that. God reveals it. That this is the way things are. This becomes a joy and a, and, a, and a great challenge. It becomes a joy for many of us because we start to realize that that God is at work fixing the world. And that He's doing it through Jesus Christ. That the mystery is that this has begun. It's not finished, but it will one day be complete. And it's, it's a great joy that, you know, it's in process. And then God invites us in Christ to be a part of that fixing. A part of that wholeness both within us and outside of us. But I have to say that for many of us, for many of our culture, this actually creates a great tension. This mystery being revealed. Because it challenged us, because Jesus is that essential thing. You know, it, the, the passage didn't say that, that God is revealing that Jesus is one of the really great options that if you want to pick, that, you know, that he will make the world right uh, through him. But there's some other options, and you can pick some of those other options, and that will be helpful for you, and I hope you like the options you have. If not, let me know, and I'll make some more options for you. You know, that's kind of the way we think, right? I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like that. What else do you have at the shop, God, that I can I invest in or that I can give myself to? We don't like it when we don't have choice because we don't like it when we're not in control. But the challenge of this passage is actually is as the mystery is revealed, that mystery is that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the one who makes things whole, who makes the world whole, who makes us whole. He's not an option. He's not one of the good ways back to God. He is the essential core. And sometimes the church has chosen to go two different ways with this idea. Uh, sometimes they have been incredibly arrogant. And, and they have screamed and shouted and beaten, tried to beat into people's minds and hearts that Jesus is the only way. And, um, you know, they have really violated the freedom that God has given to people to listen and to think and to choose and reflect on this mystery. And other times the churches say, you know, this, this just doesn't seem right. This just, we're not comfortable with this. So look, this is a really good way. In fact, I think it's the best way, but there are a lot of other ways. But that's not what the mystery has been revealed as. So it's a challenge. How do we humbly accept this mysterious truth and then tell others in a humble way, but with conviction? And without fear. And, and here's another part of the mystery that I don't want to suggest what will happen, but it may. If God says the mystery is that it's through Christ and through Him every person gets rightly reconnected and rebuilt into the creation, He's the essential thing. Do not miss Him. And at some point in the future, God says, you know what? That was very true. But there are mysterious other ways that I have that you, don't, you didn't know about at the time. I don't think God's going to say to us, or we're going to say to Him, well, that's not fair. And I don't think He'll say to us, you know, uh, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. But the reality is, the Bible teaches, and he, God calls us to receive, 
that Jesus is that essential. The one who makes all things right, whether we like it or not, whether we feel comfortable with it or not. And if we don't feel comfortable with it, we probably shouldn't be too surprised because oftentimes with mystery, we don't feel comfortable. It doesn't always seem right. But will we allow God to be God? Will we allow for Him to, who created and made all things to run and direct and to carry out and to bring the goodness that He so promised would, would one day be in the way that He chooses for it to be? One other thing I think we can count on is this, is this, this is God's plan. This is His purpose. This is the way He's going to do it. And, and God's plans oftentimes are hidden until He reveals them. And we're dependent upon Him. And if you realize that you're created by God, that you belong to Him, it's not a big deal for God to be in control, for God to have His plans, and for us to adjust our lives to His plans. But if you, like I think most of us, uh, you know, at different points in our life, think I'm basically, I'm independent. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not um, uh, directly accountable to anyone. I don't owe anyone, God or anyone else, anything. Then it's a very strange thought that God has a plan and I should adjust my life to His plan. But God does have a plan of action and He has a timetable in which He is working. And whether we like it or not, He says at the right time, I will bring all things together in Christ. The only question for us is, is it a mystery that we can accept? Is it something that we're willing to embrace? Is it something that we're willing to take time and talk with God and say, God, I, I don't want to like the plan. You know, um, here's the questions I have. Here's the things I don't like. Here's what I, what I think is not wrong. Help me, teach me. You know, if you can reveal the plan, then reveal to my mind why this makes sense. And truly engage God as someone who is personal and who already knows the questions that you and I have and is not afraid at all to engage in a discussion. And you may not hear a voice. You might. If you do, great. But most of us don't hear voices. I hope maybe that will make some of you sad. Maybe that will make some of you happy. I don't know. But, but God has all kinds of ways of communicating to our heart the mystery of His truth. Some things you might want to take away from this, this reality of the mystery is that God has, is, is wise, that He has a plan, and that He, in, in, his, in his joy and His excitement about that plan, has chosen to share it with us. He didn't have to share it with us. He could have just done it. But He has chosen to reveal to us the mystery so that we might enjoy it, participate in it. And as later on it talks about, so we might be there for the praise of His glory, that we might enjoy what He is doing. You know, sometimes in life, you don't get to enjoy until the end. But you know the best parts of life is when you get to go through an event or something, you get, and all the way through, you can kind of get a sense of, this is going to turn out right. This is going to be good. This is exciting. And then it's exciting to you say, you know, I knew it. And I got to enjoy it all the way through. And God's saying, come enjoy it all the way through. Because you'll get to celebrate in the end. But wouldn't you really celebrate all the way through? Isn't that better? That's why I told you. Not to scare you. Not to make you angry. But that you shouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. Another takeaway is, is the reality as created beings is of the necessity we have to trust God 
with so many mysteries around us. And I don't think that means that we, we don't try to do scientific discovery and try to discover new things and, and make sense of things, but to realize that the more we know, the more we will know that there are a lot more things we don't know. And to, to find that exciting, amazing, and a testimony that there is a God. This passage wants to drive into our hearts the centrality of Jesus Christ. That He and He alone will bring all things together. That is God's plan. And maybe this last one may be challenging, but I hope if it is really helpful, helpful to you, is that God is really enjoying what He's doing. You know, God isn't just going through life, you know, or His life. God doesn't have a life in terms of beginning and end. But you know what I mean. He's not just going through His existence and going, well, got to get up and work with those people again and work on recreating. You know, I know i got to go on a deadline and schedule. God goes, you know what? This is so good. This, I mean, this brokenness, and I don't like that. I mean, in fact, I'm angry at the brokenness because of the damage it does to people. But you know what? Look at what we're doing. Look at what's bringing. Look what Christ has come. I really, God goes, I really like my job. Really, really. It's the best job in the world. You know what? Why don't you come and do it with me? Because this is the best job. Because at the end, you'll get to go, you know, I didn't do much, but I did a little bit. And look at that. Look, look at the little bit I did and the big stuff that God did. Because God is enjoying what he's doing. It brings him great pleasure. Because it is great good for people of every tribe, tongue, and nation and of the creation that he loves and cares for. It's a great mystery revealed for us that we might celebrate it in the God who is at work through Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, in some ways, we, we really enjoy, for the most part, as people embracing mystery, discovering, making sense of things. And in other ways, we are really challenged emotionally with the fact that there are mysteries that we cannot figure out but that you reveal. And that those mysteries, especially the one about Jesus Christ being the one who brings all things, all things together, can actually be offensive to our hearts. Can actually make us want to walk further away from you than walk close to you. Lord, help us with our questions to come to you. Help us with our doubts. Help us with our frustrations. Help us with all the things we have, not to run away, but to run to you. And you promise that you will not only teach us, but you will work on our hearts so that we can not only believe that this is good news, and not only that we can receive this is good news, but that we can live out of that good news and share humbly and lovingly the wonderful news about Christ who puts all things right both now and ultimately in the future. Come near to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.